Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Housen's Brew, and as you may have guessed, Stephen Housen's not here, but don't worry, we've got even better people on the channel. I thought you were Stephen Housen's. No, there's no need for that, straight from that sort of <laughs> insult. Uh, it will be back soon, though, so don't fret, but we've got we've got Joe Smith. How are we doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah, very good. Looking well, great today, Jay. I'm all right, oh. but, you know, Interesting. it's not all been great news today, has it? We're going to get into the news in a little bit as well, and we've also got Abdullah, my old partner in crime, bro. How's it been? It's been good. I think it's like a year and a half since I've last done anything <laughs> like, like on YouTube or... Already, people yeah. in the comments say, man like Abdul. Abdul, yep, it has been a yeah. long time before lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, it's before lockdown. Yeah. yeah, so loads of love for Abdullah in the comments. Get involved in the comments. Hit like, hit share, hit subscribe if you're not doing. This podcast as well is sponsored by Manscaped. Um, and there is a code, you can get 20% off if you use the code Housen. There's a link in the description. I'll be getting into some more info about that a little bit later on. But first of all, we're going to get into the topics. And the big topic, yeah. um, as you can see from the thumbnail, there's a big sort of October injury sort of inverted Switzerland flag there next to Marcus Rashford's head because the news has broke that he is going to have the operation that he's Wee. needed for about three years uh, on his shoulder, I believe. Um, so that means he is going to be out for October. And things are getting a little bit worrying for Manchester United. Andy Joe, I'll start with you. In terms of who's going to be available for the season opener against Leeds, because mm. the COVID scare that we had isn't a COVID scare anymore, is it? I think that's been... Well, it's no, not we'll a that. first team COVID right, scare. Okay. Laurie Whittle tweeting that um, there's no first team players apparently that have got it, which doesn't mean that no one's got it. It just right. means that none of the big boys have got it. Yeah. Um, and that also doesn't mean that none of the big boys will get it because they may well have trained with someone who's got it and show symptoms in four or five days and then get it. So, right. But hopefully... It's it's that someone from the academy or maybe a coaching staff member or just a staff member that's got it, uh, which means less disruption for the first team. Obviously, hopefully they're still okay, but like you know, they probably will be. Um, uh, so, but even so, that still disrupts things. It's given us one less preseason game, unless they sort of organise some sort of behind closed doors thing, which is very possible. But as far as we're aware, that isn't happening yet. Um, so it gives us one less preseason match. The players who are coming back on Monday basically get two weeks and then it's the start of the season. It's going to be a pretty tough one, this. And as we've said before, Leeds, probably the most intense team in the league or certainly right up there. One of the fittest teams in the league, certainly right up there. And they haven't had quite as much disruption to their squad for uh, through the Euros and Copper America as we've had. And then the Olympics as well. So they're going to be pretty much full fitness other than maybe you know Calvin Phillips and a couple of others. And we're going to be 
people coming back from COVID, one less pre-season game, and the bulk of the squad only having two weeks. So it's going to be a tricky one, and that's why you know we're going to be talking about our sort of starting 11s for that game, how we think United should line up and can line up for that game. Um, but obviously no Marcus Rashford till October. That's assuming everything goes to plan, goes perfectly. It's a three-month recovery, supposedly. So could you know, we wouldn't be surprised to see that go, go into November, which is Champions League time. So... It's going to be a tricky one. It's going to be a difficult start to the season for United. Um, I'll just read out a brief statement and then ask you a little bit about Marcus as well, Abdullah, because I know you absolutely adore Marcus Rashford. Don't of course. You? I always think, you know what, I love your <laughs> tweets because, you know, find you a man that loves any, you, you like, Mar- uh, like Abdullah loves Marcus Rashford. He will have not have any slander towards him, will you? Like, 100%. 100% sticks up for him all the time and I'm all about that. Um, United have issued a statement saying, following consultation between Marcus, the manager, club medical staff and specialists. Specialists. M- specialists. Marcus will undergo surgery imminently to resolve his shoulder injury. He will now focus on his rehabilitation in order to return as soon as possible. Abdullah, what do you make of this? Because, as I said earlier, you love Marcus. He has been playing with injuries. He sometimes doesn't get the credit he deserves um, for playing through that. Are you glad that he's going to get surgery finally? Are you worried that we're going to struggle without him? Because he is a massive part of, of Manchester United. I think just getting Sancho... Sancho's deal out the way towards the end of the Euros obviously we agreed whilst England was still playing I think it was Ukraine at the time so mm-hmm. it given United a lot of time and Marcus and everyone else around the situation to evaluate that you know you're going to have that player coming in who can play on the left so I'm not as worried because I've seen what you know Jadon Sancho can produce on the left he seems to be more of a goal threat where he seems to provide the goals more you know more, more the assisting creating stuff on the right so I think he'll slot in there fine and it's just about whether it's Mason that comes in on the right or whether, you know, Martial finds mm. some form on the left. So in terms of, you know, going into the season, I'm not overly concerned because I'd rather get a fully fit Rashford, you know, end of October just as things start heating up. You know, the crucial games going into next season, they're always going to be around March when you're looking at the Champions League knockouts and, and whatnot. So we can just gradually take on that first period and, you know, chop and change things. You know, James, Martial, Greenwood, some of those players were guaranteed starters for us and had done well in patches. So, you know, one of them's surely going to, you know, maybe have a run here and there. And then you're going to have Eddie Cavani as well, um, who looks raring to go. Like, I think the energy he's brought into the team has been good. Mm. He's really hit the ground running. So I'm not massively concerned with, with when Marcus is out, Getting through that first phase of the season, the issues is later on. Hopefully, he's ready for that because that's when games start getting tough. We've seen what he's done in the past. You know that run that he had around October, December, mm. which is a bit weird. Like that's when he's coming back against Spurs, City a couple of seasons ago, where he just looked like Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. like young Ronaldo, like just taking players on with confidence, taking shots, getting into dangerous areas. You know, playing off the shoulder a bit more, not taking on the mantle a lot on the ball. And now with Sancho coming, Sancho will do more on the ball work, hopefully, and just allow Marcus to show what he can do in front of goal, which we've seen over the last couple of seasons, but getting more shots, getting more opportunities. So, like I said, getting through that first phase, I'm, I'm, I think it's not the worst thing. We can get through it, but later in the season, hopefully he's ready for that. And it's the best decision that him, his team and United and everyone around around him have made. Um, you've just got to get him fit because... You might have that issue for a couple seasons if you don't sell out now. Mm. That, was, that was one of the things they were talking about, wasn't it? Yeah. About how they were not surprised, but 
they were like, well, do we get the surgery? Because it hasn't healed. Like, it yeah. ha- he's had it since, when was it, November last year, yeah. which is close to eight months now, and it, it hasn't healed, which it, then you start to think, well, we have to do something here, because he, otherwise he's just going to have this It's affected know, his movement, hasn't it? Like, yeah, he's running, yeah. his ability to challenge for the ball, he's sprinting, his top speed, he can't pump his arms through properly. Like, it's, it affects so much. And then you balance as well when you're putting your arms out, trying to I think push the, off someone the for, most to gain obvious one. protection was the left-footed shots. Like, I, the amount of times the season before where I started seeing improvements on him, like, I think there was one in Europa League where he just, like, roofed it with his left foot. Mm. I forgot what team it was. It was, like, a dead rubber, like, Europa League game. But I started seeing improvements with him having shots on the left. And take, mm. last season, as soon as he chops in, he's, like, almost stutters a bit and just, like, nah. And that one I against PSG back. where he was racing the defender and he went shoulder to shoulder and he just slowed right down yeah, and didn't yeah. even try and go past him. It's obviously a big part. I mean, it's a big yeah. part of anyone's game, but especially with, with Marcus. And we've seen him, he's, he's a strong lad as mm-hmm. well. Do you know what I mean? We've seen him throwing Van Dijk about and, and other defenders, even Kyle Walker, remember yeah. the Etihad? He, yeah. He tried to go shoulder to shoulder with him and just end up flying. So you can't take that out of his game. Played 64 games last uh, season for club and country, Marcus Rashford. That's ridiculous. That's, yeah. that's about as many as you can play, yeah, really. That, isn't it? I think that is. Well, it is pretty. It's the max almost, almost, isn't it? Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because we got to the semi-finals of the Carabao, mm. quarter of the yeah. FA Cup, the final of the Europa, and obviously the final of the Euros. I know we didn't play every game in, in the Euros for, for England, but he obviously played played some part. So mm. yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is a full-on season, and I think we are going to miss him. But I'm glad he's getting it done because he obviously yeah. needs it. And also, I'd hate to see in three or four years' time, Marcus is knackered. Because we've yeah. seen it with players before. I mean, you know, Sean Major, but like Norman Whiteside, I know it's a bit extreme, but he was done by 27 because mm. he just kept getting played and played when he was injured. And I'd hate to see something like that happen to Marcus Rashford because you look at the records as well. Mm. If, you know, the records of the young teenagers who've done well for Manchester United, it was like Mason Greenwood broke Marcus's record, which is previously old, I think, by Rooney, which is previously, mm. it was Norman Whiteside who had it. So it's easy for young players to get burnt out and I'd hate to see that's happened to him what, what about here's a little addition for you and you can you know tell me this is pine this guy thinking what about if he when he goes under surgery you know what for these one on one shoulder battles let's give him a little bit extra comes yes. back next season do you know yeah. when they're racing the cars on Greece at the end yeah. and it's got that fucking like metal thing that's spinning yeah. that, that like drags up the side of their car if he just he just sprinting next season about to go one on one with like Pereira the yeah. Wolves Leicester just two little blades come out of shoulders is that legal is that okay I was if, they, if they were subdermal at the point of um, kick off then they probably can't stop him see I was worried you were going to say something silly like what they did with Wolverine no 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 just two little yeah, extend up so a little, a little flap falls down yeah. and a little blade just comes out and spins around and then he yeah. goes shoulder to shoulder fucking frazzles whoever it is and I think right yeah. I've not looked at the rules recently but I'm yeah. pretty sure there's nothing in the regulations against that yeah because it's not a weapon it's not a weapon because it's built into his body yeah. it's not on top of the skin like I said it's subdermal yeah. this only comes out for special occasions Yeah. and he's going to fucking shred some shoulders let me tell you that much It'll be if we're working on Rashford, I think you gotta get Mitch in there as well, like inject him with something. Yeah, to make him yeah, like because he's like, younger. do you know people always use, like when you're a kid, and you're like, when I'm seventy, I'm gonna do heroin because I won't care about my life then. Yeah. That's what we're doing with Matic. He's nearly done. One last ride. Yeah. Give him some fucking wheels. <laughs> give him, give him like some laser him. eyes and just inject him with all the steroids. In he's the world. always so good for like three or four games, yeah. and oh. then 
by like the fifth, sixth game, he starts like losing his marker and he starts yeah. looking sluggish. Get him Mate, coming if out we had a monster in Space Jam, just if we had a prime Matic now, we'd be set. Yeah, we'd we really would. Imagine, it would, we got right. just 25-year-old Matic yeah. now. We had, we'd, we'd actually fancy us for the league, yeah. but you know, we haven't, so we're going to have to make do. Um, I recommend it to the doctors anyway. Um, we are going to go into our, we're going to look ahead to the Leeds game, cool. obviously season opener. We're going to pick our starting 11. Um, just before we get to that though as well, there's, Sort of pictures and uh, posts of Rafael Varane saying his farewells to Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, obviously, won the lot there and then some. Seems like a popular player and a nice guy as well. And he's sort of been saying his goodbyes. What do you make of that and how much are you looking forward to seeing him at Old Trafford? Yeah, it's good. I mean, you could, he couldn't not do it, could he? He's been there some, a decade. Yeah, most players He's do, one of their right? best players. It's not yeah. like he's like you know whoever leaving it's, it's, it's good to see him leaving though like that though. Oh yeah, and obviously I mean, all, like, all, you know, n- none of this sort of bitching and taking the piss and you know hate this and fuck you and see you later and glad you've gone all that it's very amicable it's done the right way which suggests even if it's sort of a facade it's put on for PR it suggests a little bit about about his character as well which is respectful someone that understands the sort of what he's been through at Real Madrid everything they've done for him as well the fans the players so I, I like seeing that um, and it's good that you're getting someone who's got a bit of class to him as well. Again, it might just be a, an idea by his agent. We should do this, put it out on social media. Who knows? But either way, they've done it, and it's better that they've done it than not done it. How much are you looking forward to seeing him, Abdullah? Oh, I'm buzzing for the side. I didn't think we'd like get yeah. it. Like I thought it was just like it'll be paper talk again. But yeah. when I've when I've watched him over the last couple of seasons, I do feel like something's missing there, and it could be like him just mentally wanting to be challenged. Because, you know, when you've won a champ- four Champions Leagues, when you've won three of them were in a row, you- you've won the World Cup, you've won everything that you'd, you'd want to win. Yeah. You want to be taking that step on. Obviously, we've heard a lot about, like, how he looked, he's looked up to Rio Ferdinand and United were close to signing him before he joined Real Madrid. And it's n- when do you ever really get a player at his peak off Real Madrid? It's always like mm. they've got rude off us. I know we got Di Maria after, like, that phenomenal season that he had in the Champions League arguably one of the best players in the world that season but other than that you never really grab a, a Real Madrid player at no. that level and at 28 when when you've watched defenders over the years any, any sort of player not just defenders players can have dips like in their career they'll have a year or two out only Ronaldo and Messi are the, the players mm. that you look over 10-15 years they're just smashing it every season like in terms of records or whatever, and and it's very normal, and, and I think he can he can revisit that form and, and, and find himself again. I guess you'll have probably seen more of him, but from what I've seen from like Madrid fans online and in, on Reddit and people who will have presumably watched pretty much every game of him, some people saying that this sort of dip is slightly over egged as well. Like he's made a few high profile mistakes, but that's kind of it. Like I agree, yeah. he's not actually been he's not been shit for two years. He's like you said, he's just been a bit of a dip. A lot rather of the mistakes than, he's made, I've seen him make in the past, and yeah. that's. The thing is with Varane, They're not getting covered by winning Champions Leagues and stuff yeah, now as well. exactly. And it's just players... It's like Diaz for City last season. Like I honestly thought Stones was like the more dominant like centre-back over the, for City over the season. And if you said that, everyone would have been like, you're mad. Yeah. But then when he had that one Champions League performance against PSG, everyone was like, the best player in, in, in Europe. Like, mm-hmm. the best player in the Premier League, all this. It's like, if you don't have those 
games and like Iconic again Varane games. had a bad game in a Champions League mm. that's when everyone's watching you like the casuals yeah. watch and that's where everyone generates that opinion and it's like even if when I'm watching the NBA like weirdly enough I don't watch a lot of it but yeah. that's when like oh, I'm watching it as a you, casual what happens and, in the and playoffs. I'll say something about a player then I'll be like no he's, he's like yeah. he's well that's good. the thing with like Maguire that's what it is. that opinion has grown around him that he's like yeah. one of the best centre-backs in Europe he's because like of the Euros season, but he's been like, like this since yeah, exactly. since Christmas yeah. Yeah. Um, should we talk before um, we move just on? Just before to we do that, we're going to get some chat. Um, Stephen Wilcox, we're talking about the, the front three here. There's a bit of chat going on about who's going to start against Leeds, which we are going to get into. Uh, Stephen yes. Wilcox says, I think it will mainly be Martial, Cavani, and Sancho. Um, Sadiq Dutta mm-hmm. says, Got my salary today. Should I buy the new kit? The new kit's out. What do you guys make of the new kit? You do you know what? In terms of like what, whether they're go- I think they're both great. I think the team viewer really thing, good. like, just it's a bit weird, but yeah. the designs around that, like, sponsors just ruin everything these days. But yeah. the design around it isn't that bad, no. especially the away one. Yeah, I think they're good. Like I think that third one. kit, if the, the the rumored one, the dark blue one, I like yeah. that as well. I like that. Yeah, I always like a dark blue kit. Yeah. I think they're my favorite. Dark blue ones are sick. Um, before we talk, get to our start eleven, should we talk a little bit about the sponsor, Jay? Yes, let's I do that, my should. friend. I think that'd be a great idea. I think it is a great idea. Yeah. Um, as we, as I mentioned earlier at the start of the show, we are sponsored. By Manscaped. Yes. Get in! <laughs> Come on, Manscaped, you bastards! And do you know what the good thing is about Get Manscaped? In! Joe's very excited about <laughs> Manscaped, and he's every right to be excited because they've just launched their fourth generation performance package. One for every Champions League that Rafael Varane has won. Exactly. Especially for Varane. That yeah. was the, that I was think the that's the thinking behind it. Yeah. I thought, I Varanscaped. <laughs> yes. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. Manscaped. Perfect package. Come on. Go on. So, lawnmower. The lawnmower. Right. Four. Joe, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think it's 1.0? I mean, I tell you what, I'd be happy with 1.0 because <laughs> they, they, cause they only make top-notch stuff, Jay. Decent. No, yeah. No, no, no. I think it's 2.0. You're getting crazy, wasn't it? What do you mean 2.0? 2.0 is very good. No, no. What about 3.0? That's as many Champions Leagues as Man United have won. European Cups. That'd be crazy. It is crazy because it's 4.0. What are you even saying, Jay? I can't even count that high. I thought after three was just infinity. But no, they've isolated the number that goes above three and they've named their Manscaped Perfect Lawnmower, whatever it's called, the lawnmower after it. Honestly, right? I had the lawnmower 3.0. They were like, right, the 4.0 is coming out. Yeah. I was like, let me throw this into the fucking sea. Yeah. Which, I mean, wouldn't even affect it because it's waterproof. So exactly. Which I, you need I've got I've shower. I've got egg on my face. And then the 4.0 turns up. Boom. The 4.0. And also, when we're talking about this Manscaped Perfect Package, it is a package. It's not just the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which, to be honest with you, is phenomenal. That'd be enough. I mean, I'd be happy with that. But you've also got performance boxer briefs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When I say performance. Yeah. Our lass is shaking at the knees when she sees me in them. I know, I've heard. And that's not because she's got any sort of, you know... Let's not go there. <laughs> We've got the weed whacker. Yeah. Ear and nose hair trimmer. Yeah. I'm at that age. I'm not going to lie to you. That's <clears throat> something that I'm interested in. It's something that I need. Fucking yeah? clean around If that. I'm going to keep my lady friend happy, that's pretty important because if she sees it, hair coming out of my ears and nose, mm. she might dump me. Um, Especially if they're, over, if, you know, if they're long hairs. Exactly. If I'm doing a comb over yeah. from my nose <laughs> and my ears. That's what Jay used to have to do. Yeah. Over my bald head. Yeah. With my ear hair. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. She's not having it. So thankfully, I've got the weed whacker mm. nose and the ear trimmer. Go on. Keep going. That's all sorted. We've got the crop preserver. Yeah. Now this is where I get involved. Ball deodorant. Yeah. yeah. So you come out the shower. Yeah. Tss, tss, 
normal deodorant. Yeah. Then you go, actually, one of, and, and I hate to say this, one of the places on the body most prone to smells, and we're ignoring no. it. Because if you spray normal deodorant on those bad boys, my word, does it sting. <laughs> So that's why they've got the crop preserver, they've got the crop reviver, and they've got the crop duster as well, which are all, you know, one's for get out of the shower, put it on, one's, you know what, I'm on and out, got a nip home, going to go back out, let me just pop a little update on there. Yeah. That's what I call the Windows update. Yeah. Because it schedules and it, and, it, and it releases new odours into what can otherwise be a pretty stale environment, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. So they've got all sorts going on. Uh, and what do they have to do to, to get some sort of, what are we offering them? What, what are we are offering, offering them? All of this. You get 20% off, yeah. free shipping. Yeah. All you've got to do is use the code HOUSEN. So that's 20% off mm-hmm. and free shipping yeah. just using the code HOUSEN. Yep. There's a link in the description. Uh-huh. Go and check it out. As Joe said, you've got the fourth generation cutting edge lawnmower which 4.0 is gen- which technology. Which is actually genuinely brilliant, by the way. Yeah. That's what I used to, to trim my balls once every couple of weeks. Yeah. Keep it tight in there. Yeah. Keep it nice and tight, especially around this, this time of year. The more hair you've got, the more chance you've got of sweating. Keep it tight. Keep it trimmed. Look good. It's the year of the, you know, first date, let's call it that. Yeah. You've got to be looking good down there. Do you know there, what I, you know I like mean? as well? You've got it. All this comes, yeah, your toner, your deodorant, your weed whacker, all that comes in mm. a little travel bag. Mm-hmm. So I like to walk from my car. Mm. into my house and I get Mrs. Yeah. Helmet like I'm getting off the coach you the get, a, be, get a pair Put of headphones on headphones on yeah. yeah and then I give a little thumbs up yeah. and then I go upstairs and shave my balls yeah you do don't yeah. you yeah. And, so then, and then really good it adds to the effect put a captain's armband first don't you yeah. and then you shave your balls <laughs> and you go captain is being clipped <laughs> and, then you, and then don't come in don't come in like <laughs> don't come in what are you doing? What are you Down doing? Pissing the sink. Uh, I'm just shaving my balls. Pissing the sink if you uh, need it. What are you doing? There's another bathroom downstairs. That's yeah. why we moved. Oh, so sad. Right. Two bathrooms. Well, right. Say, we've got you three. Go to Manscaped. Link in the description. Use code HOUSE and for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. They will indeed. Right, let's, um, let's get into our bastard moving teams on then. From all that important <laughs> messaging to some equally important messaging about Manchester United facing Leeds United. I mean, this is one of the big games of the season. Don't forget that. Yeah. yeah. Leeds are up there with the Cities and the Liverpools in terms of... Toxicity. Yeah, hatred. Um, we obviously battered them last season at Old Trafford. This season, we could be going into this game in a bit of my mm. to be honest with you, because we're, we're missing quite a lot of players. Now, we've all asked to... We've all sort of given our teams and who we think... This is who we think are going to start, yeah, mm. Joe? Well, this is who we want to start. Or is this, wh- when you've done this, is this your predicted 11 for the Leeds game? Because we have this every time in you discuss mm. this. Or is this who you want to start? Well, I if think... if I want to start, no. put Marcus in, but he ain't going to. Well, no, but that's not... No, but you wouldn't want an injured Marcus to start. No. Right, so what are you in about? Right, then if I want... All right, then I, I want Pogba to start, but is he going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because he's in mine. <laughs> anyway, we've all <laughs> picked right, our it's 11. It's a simple question. Is it you predicted... Or you preferred this 11. is how I think we should line up. Well, is this right? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Right? Do you think yeah. this is the team that yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to pick? I think this is who we should pick. But will he though? Who knows? It's the future. Like, do you think he will? I'm asking you. I'd love to think so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so elusive. So evasive on every question. All that. Just get into the teams. All right. Right. Let's... Listen. We've all picked a team each. Here's what we think. Right. Okay. Thank you. For and that. get yours in in the comments right. as well. We'll start with we'll start with you, Abdullah, because he's doing me. I didn't. So. Yeah. Right. Um, so this is the team that you think he's going to start against Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Season opener at Old Trafford. We know we've got. 
players who aren't necessarily match fit. We've got players who are injured. Obviously, Mark is having his operation. Um, there's one or two question marks over whether certain players will even be here. So we've got some graphics as well. We'll start off with your team. Um, give us your team, starting from the back. Who have you gone? I mean, even the goalkeeper is up for debate because we don't know if it's going to be Dean Henderson. Is it going to be David De Gea? Is it going to be Tommy Eaton? Has he got a chance of starting? You've gone with um, David De Gea. Mm. Yeah, I think I would have gone with um, Henderson, but... Obviously, there was something about him being injured, like with his hip or whatever. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm unsure about his fitness. Um, the back four, I think, just you know, picks itself sort of thing. If Varane gets that, look at Varane on that. That's the what? first time we've had him on a on a predicted eleven graphic. It's beautiful, isn't it? In the new kit as well. That looks like such a strong back four, isn't it? Like ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Love that, I hate to um, say it, but, but um, beautiful midfield's where it gets Men. a bit iffy. That that's for me. I was really unsure, like when I was writing. So you've gone with the four-two-three-one here, four-two-three-one. I think Ollie's going to stick with. It. I think that's sort of Ollie's system, and he's yeah. just going to stick with it. Um, the reason I've gone with Pogba and Matic is yeah. When come we're on, explain at, Matic then. The po- the is it because you're expecting those augmentations that we talked about before to actually come into place? I feel like wheels, <laughs> steroids, laser vision. I don't want to expose what United are trying to do. <laughs> you know, wow. you've been speaking to the medical team because <laughs> I'm trying to see us win something. But on a serious note, I think with just Matic. Whenever like he's been fit and United have got him up to that level, mm. he seems to get more games. And I feel like post lockdown, the first time where we had Pogba and Matic, brilliant, arguably like our second best run under Ali yeah. compared to when we first started with him. I think that midfield was like quite dominant. The only issue I've got is it's high energy. You're gonna you have the likes of Calvin Phillips. Mm. The way that Leeds play is gonna be very difficult. That intensity as well. Like you said, we got Bamford, who's not really played. Um, Rafinha didn't even go to Copa America, who I think is a brilliant player. So yep. those players have been very well rested. My issue with that midfield is, again, it's just... I probably would go one of McTominay and Fred in there. But the balance... But I think if you got Matic with a full pre-season, mm. fit, ready to go, gets rested for the last game of pre-season or whatever, and he's played, he has played well in pre-season, he's done all right... Mm-hmm. And Pogba, so I think Pogba's going to end up staying. Like United, I don't think we're signing a DM, and obviously we can't like just mm. put any player on there. We're going off who we have right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think if Pogba signs that new contract, then we're not going to sign a defensive midfielder. And I can see us starting the season like that. Maybe James for Greenwood's what Oli goes with, but yeah, something along those lines. I but think that's the legs on Max though doesn't that worry you? It's a big sort of leggy midfield that in it. Them too. I think it's when, he, like we were speaking like before, like at the start, and we were saying how three, four games you get off Matic that are really top. Mm. Like he looks like one of the best defensive midfielders like around in the league, and then with that fall off when he just like starts losing his man, like things that are just start you can like he's really sluggish on the ball, reacts yeah. too slow. Those come later, and I feel like when he's in top fitness and top form, you can get really good high energy games yeah, yeah. from him. He can be dominant. He can control things. Um, he can play out the press well he can do everything you'd want from a really good defensive midfielder mm. so I think Oli might catch him in that sweet spot at the start of the season and, and play him um, and we've seen him and Pogba like I said in that first post lockdown so that's from the midfield I think the the only question that I've got of the, the forward line would be James like because Oli seems to like playing him against Leeds because yeah. that high energy same with McTominay as well he likes McTominay doesn't he yeah, yeah and it's and the same thing like that to be honest like I said I expect the midfield could change or, you know, James for Mason. Mason hasn't, like, been spectacular, I think, in pre-season no. yet. He I think hasn't. he's holding himself back a little bit. I don't I, think he's I think fully he's like going for maybe it. the occasion yeah, sort I of think thing. he's just sort of 
taking it a little bit slower. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. He's a bit chill. I think yeah. I'd expect him to to raise his performances for 100%, the Premier League. Yeah. We'd need him to. You and can I think tell he's not sort of going helpful ever. And I think there might even be an element of that of just get your match fitness, you know, going and then sort of and you then know, you'll be ready goals. because we are going to be quite reliant. I feel on Mason Greenwood. Um, just someone in the chat sort of talking about on the back of what you were saying. Um, with Varane and Maguire, we don't need a destroyer CDM as ninety percent of the teams will sit back against us. We need someone who can distribute well, mm. tenacious, can switch play and release our quick forwards. That's can do from that. Yash. Matic. Um, yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, Aaron, Dick, point, Aaron Dixon yeah. says the media is questioning how Varane will do his laughable. If City or Chelsea signed him, yeah, it would yeah. be a big statement that would make these teams unstoppable. Like, uh, yeah, there has been some some nonsense about Varane joining us. I don't Chelsea signing Thiago Silva last year. I yeah. mean, I think quite rightly there was a bit of you know questioning Excuse me, he's 35. He's been playing in not an easy league, but a, a less challenging league than the Premier League, certainly. I don't think anyone would argue that for, was it six or seven years he'd been at PSG? He yeah. came in and was brilliant for them last season. We know it against uh, Old Trafford, how good he was. So it's I don't think it's necessarily just, oh, he's come from another league, so he's going to be shit. But obviously, any any transfer can, can have I its I think the side of the game downs. that you can question a defender that's coming into the Premier League is that aerial dominance, that mm. presence... And I think that's one of always been one of Varane's best yeah, things. Brilliant, and yeah. even in the period where he's dropping off, you can see like his aerial success rate is actually continued to like go as up. good as Maguire's, isn't it? Yeah, in the like, area, you have as good two as of the best players in the air in Europe. Yeah, like defensively, offensively, and on the ball, yeah. they're very competent. Like we see that switch that Varane likes to make sometimes mm. out onto the flanks, onto the left side, onto the fullback or the winger. Mm. That's something that. Luke Shaw or whoever can benefit off that and mm. Maguire we've seen his ball carrying ability and like someone made a very good point in the comments like about the Matic thing and United can sort of play on that front foot like mm. you're just pushing Maguire and, and Varane up there you've got Wan- Wan-Bissaka's pace you've got Varane's like still a quick defender so mm-hmm. again I think, we've, I think we, we could just end up stumbling upon one of those midfielders and having a good season because our defence allows us to now. Mm, like, like just that extra security at the back yeah. of Varane. Go on then, Jay, shall have a look at your team? Oh, I really like next. that team, by the no, way. No, I do. Isn't I just, that mid, just, Matic is the yeah. question mark. It's the same it? as me. Like, I am unsure yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. It's just, yeah, I, like I feel it, like yeah. when he's in that top fitness, he sometimes gets the go-ahead. Yeah, that I front agree. four is ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's just... Last goals. Like, goals. Yeah, it right. really is. I mean, that's something special. Like, it's got a mixture of everything, on it? Yeah. Everything you could want from an attacking lineup. Yeah. They can You've create goals themselves. Yeah. They can get on the end of things. Yeah. Incre- incredible creativity with Fernandes and Sancho, two of the best I in Europe at creating goals. Like, of that three behind Cavani is what usually you want in a 4 one yeah. You've got sort of that high-risk taker in Bruno. And then you've got Sancho, I feel like, is more of like that competent, like, sort of creator where mm. he, he gets into the area and makes that perfect decision and why yeah. you know he's up there as one of the best creators in Europe and then you've got Greenwood who likes to take a shot mm. so there's a balance there of like different styles and makes chances Cavani. for himself really well as well Greenwood obviously. yeah exactly yeah. like he'll have like mad shots from the edge of the box or whatever yeah yeah definitely what you got, what um, you got for mine's us? a little bit different than um Abdul, as, as you can see there. Um, Jay, what you done? What do you mean, what for? No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Wow. I'm only joking. Listen, right. There's a method to my madness. I like it. Right. What you're not seeing on that there's graphic. There's method to the matic. What you're not seeing on that graphic, right, is our bench. Right? <laughs> Fantastic our argument. Our bench, right, would be the greatest bench yeah. in Premier League And when they do history. that, and when, do you know yeah. when, Think about it. Think who's not there and who could be on our bench. Yeah. Just think about that. Yeah. Like Sancho. Cavani, yeah. Sancho, 
Pogba, Martial, Martial, yeah. Van der Beek, yeah. Baye, De Gea, De Gea. Mate, what a bench! On. And you know, and that's what matters. And when they do the um, seven-a-side bench versus bench exactly. game to decide the three points, hey. we might have a chance. Do you know what I mean? Think about it. Right, go hey. on. Then. Let's have a um, talk. No, about it. I've gone with Dean Henderson. You said he's injured, which there I was. But he I, had like a hip injury thing in it, so I, like, he's probably. I know he fit, came out of the Euros. I'm sure um, if he's early doors. Yeah, but I, I've gone with him. I think he'll be fit for the Leeds game. Because I thought he'd say. play in pre-season. Yeah, I know he's yeah. not. He's not really. He's been um, yeah. heating and uh, and Grant, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've gone with the back four, which everyone else has gone the for. The back four. Yeah. The, the the best back four in the league, shall we say, probably. Um, I've gone That's for funny. this. I think Oli will go for three three eventually. I just don't think it'll be this game. Um, and Dallas, not unless you're all doubters. We we bring in a, another DM. So I've gone with McFred. Um, I think somebody had a very good game against Leeds last season. I think he'll be in this team. Fred had a decent Copa America, didn't he? Mm. Ollie still likes him, I think. I don't think they've fallen out or anything there. If he's fit, I think he'll be in for this, and I think he'll want him in there. Because you saw how Leeds played at um, Ellen Road as well, and he sort yeah. of packed the midfield a bit, didn't he? Yeah. So I think that'll be in the it back of Ollie's, Ollie's mind. McTominay-Fred game, in it? Like yeah. McFred game. So that's why I've gone for them. Um, I've gone with Anthony Langer. Now, this is a bit of a wild card choice, because you go, well, where's Jaden Sancho, or where's Andy Martial? I'm just feeling that he might not start his strongest, strongest team in terms of who's available. He, might pick, the, the, he might pick the players who've played more football recently. Mm-hmm. Andy Alanga, as we record this, has played, I think, every preseason game so far. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's looked good in them as well. He's looked sharp. He's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Ollie's praised him. So I just feel he might have got into that conversation mm-hmm. where Ollie's thinking, all right, for this game, I'll give you a start, see what you're made of. And then, you know, I might just give him 45. So I'll give you a half. And then you can bring out one of the big guns. So that's why my thinking behind Andy Alanga, because it is a bit of a what? No Jaden Sancho. I think Oli's yeah. made those type of statement. You know, players like, he's just yeah. like randomly like, we'll start him and he won't surprise me. Yeah, like, I just feel he, that might be. Purely based on like the, the facts, as I've said, yeah. of, of match fitness and stuff like that. Obviously, if this was a cup final, I don't think Andy Alanga would be in, in over Jaden Sancho. Bruno, I think if he's fit, he plays. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and he course. is fit. Yeah, and I think he'll want to, he'll want to play. He'll want to start as early as possible. Because he'll want to get amongst the goals and assists as early as possible. He wants to be top of the leaderboards at the end he of the does, season. He does, doesn't he? You can see he's got that in him. That's one of the reasons he wants to play every week. Yeah. Because he wants 30 goals, 20 assists. 100%. He's got that in him. Yeah. So he'll, he'll, be, he'll be fuming if he's not playing and we get a penalty. Yeah, exactly. He'll be raging. Uh, Dan James, again, I'm going a little bit off what happened with Leeds last season. Dan James played very well against him. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we saw him play the other night. I think he might be match fit again. And he's someone that Ollie knows can do a job against Leeds. Um, I think is it Alioski or whatever it is who's up against yeah. I think he can, I know he's on the right on this side um, I've got him on the right he can play on the left but I've, I think he'll I think he'll get the nod for the similar sort of reasons as, as Elanga in just terms of match fitness getting getting at leagues with some pace and then if you need to change it you've got some fantastic options on the bench Mason you were talking about in pre-season I feel like he's just sort of gradually building himself up and I think he'll start I just think he'll start the season opener. Mm. Whether he's going to be first choice this season, I'm not so sure. I think that if everyone's fit with the addition of Sancho and when Marcus comes back from his op, Mason might not be. He's got to make a statement somewhere on the pitch, yeah. whether it's on the right or up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got to, I think he's got to like improve aspects of his game like quite clearly as well to take either Cavani's role or Marcus's or like whoever's role yeah. in that attacking line. Yeah, so it's obviously... You know, it's not our full strength. Yours is a very sort of realism 
Yeah, I mean, I just feel one thing that's sort of in the back of my mind here, and I I just, I'm not, you know, I don't know, I'm just guessing, that Oli might be thinking about was last season against Crystal Palace, we played pretty much the strongest players who Mm. were available, and it backfired. Some of them didn't even play in pre-season. No, they didn't have a pre-season. We were out the game. Paul Pogba had COVID, and it was just like, we were... Palace looked like a team that was just far better and quicker and fitter than us. Yeah. And I'm just wondering whether that's in the back of his mind and he thinks, if I play my fittest team, yeah. I've still got enough quality to, to beat Leeds United. And also, I'll have the best bench anyone's ever had. So and I can that, just bring on five Do we know if there's going to be five subs players. next I'm not season. sure. Is it back to three? Have they I announced that yet? Yeah. Did I've, they ever switch it in the league? Was it always like five in the league or...? I don't I think the sure. Premier League ever had five. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, Mac, I've just seen Adam McCullough's... Uh, I've seen two comments from Adam McCullough. Jay's been back on the drugs again. And then he's put <laughs> on a serious note. I get his thinking. Yeah. yeah. Taking um, the piss, but also being kind. Yeah. And then he's coming again, but players haven't been out for that long. He's just having an argument with himself now. Yeah, he's talking to himself. Yeah. Um, get involved in the comments. Let us know what you think. Um, do you think it's going to be the strongest team? Oh, what? Do you want to go? I'd like to have my team, please. You've gone <laughs> realism. I have gone electric fantasy. Check this See, shit out. this is why Check I've got realism because we need a bit of balance on this oh, channel. Oh, look at that! Joe's got Joe's got Brian Robson and Roy Keane in field. Brian Robson, Dennis Law up front. <laughs> Talk us through your team. Henderson, sure. I mean that Henderson in De Gea, it's kind of toss of a coin. He costs yeah. a lot less money. I think he's a more sort of modern style goalkeeper. Commands his box, more comfortable on the ball. I mean, even though he gives it away, he likes having the ball at his feet more than De Gea does. I just think that's that makes more sense. Uh, the back four, no deviation on that unless there's an injury. I don't think that it, that sort of you know that picks itself, doesn't it? And and I'm the first one to implement the the, the famous four three three that Ollie's supposedly going for this season. I've gone with Fred because he because he's the most willing to track back. He's the most sort of nimble, sort of uh, energetic uh, and and quickest in there in terms of covering ground and you know. He's not particularly press resistant, but because he's so quick, because he can cover that ground well, uh, I say quick, over sort of five yards is is, is a lot more um, agile than Matic is. Um, And I think with the two with him there, Pogba and Fernandes, I think you need someone in there that can really cover the ground. Yeah. Because they're going to be wanting to get forward. That's yeah. the thing. They're not going to be sitting back. It's not going to be three defensive midfielders. It's going to be, Fred, you stay there and we'll get back when we don't have the ball. Um, Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba. Again, like you said before, this is picking based on who we have at the club yeah. now. Paul Pogba yeah. might not be there. Right, we might okay. have someone else to replace him. We might not have anyone to replace him. But he plays for Manchester United and he's one of our better midfielders. Uh, so let's put him in. And then that front three... Uh, Sancho, Greenwood uh, and Cavani. There was some argument in my head about having Martial on the left, Sancho on the right, maybe you know just having Greenwood uh, giving him some time off. I, but I think I think Sancho's so good off the left that why put Martial in a in a position he's not really played for, you know, 18 months and then you're moving that means Greenwood's not getting a game and uh, whereas Sancho played plenty of games uh, uh, on the left-hand side over the last three years. He's very good there. Keeps Greenwood in his sort of, not necessarily preferred, but most practiced right-wing position. And then you get Cavani up front. And I just think the goal that was disallowed against Spurs last season, you know, the Cavani one, yeah. just the sensational free kick. Oh, no, it was uh, ball in, Pogba, Cavani, great run, and they just passed it past the keeper. I can imagine that sort of thing with Sancho from that side. His intricate passing, his decision-making in the box. 
his awareness of, of, of players. Cavani's movement in front of Sancho is going to be s- unbelievable next season. It's a now. good point, isn't it, with like, with like the Sancho thing. Yeah. He thrives off having that perfect movement, Sancho. Yeah. And when Haaland joined Dortmund, he instantly saw that from the first game, from yeah. the, his debut, Haaland, was just Sancho finding him. And then in the Champions League, I think the Sevilla game where they interplay yeah. and then he finds Haaland. And I think if you put an elite striker in, and Cavani is an elite striker mm-hmm. even at this age yeah. a lethal striker yeah. Sancho's going to know when to release that ball I think he's a lot more of a clean creator than yeah. Bruno like Bruno's like very like all action like mm-hmm. he'll just throw the ball in front of you into the space and you need that sometimes in the team but I think United have missed that clean mm-hmm. creator and if you're putting it right on a plate for Cavani then you're going to get a lot of goals off him and yeah he's and more it's in exciting. that like sort of matters in that kind of mold isn't it where it's like I'm going to pass a five yard ball but it's going to be on the on the pinpoint yeah. every single time for you to walk onto and yeah and well, Sancho well, with Cavani's one thing I wanted to ask both of you all three of us no Go one's on picking Donny van der Beek mm. um, even though like even as a laugh we're, no one we're, picks we're sort of going with a team that sort of isn't at full strength or whatever yeah do you feel he's going to get many opportunities this season? Because I know obviously this is season opener, it's, it's mm. a little bit different, all better stuff. But it's weird because I was thinking back to that Crystal Palace game where he came off the bench, got a goal, and that was probably the highlight of his Premier League campaign. Yeah. To I be honest with you, he's like, he barely played that season or you know, last season in the Premier League for us at all and didn't really get going. Do you reckon, I'll start with you, Joe, do you reckon mm. he's going to have much of a chance? Yeah, I do, yeah. Especially if we're going 4 3 3. I yeah. think that opens his options up a lot more because sometimes in the six, or not in the six, but playing as a double pivot, he wasn't. He don't, I don't think he has the awareness to play that deep sometimes. I know he can do that, and he's done it before, but I just think it didn't seem to suit him. And again, with the 10, when he's playing in behind the striker, you're just thinking, this isn't Bruno, this isn't Bruno, this isn't Bruno, in terms of output. He's not getting the goals. He's not quite as... Like Bruno, like you said, the ball comes to him and he just hit it. And he's just yeah. lobbed it over the defence. Yeah. He's just chipped it into a space. He's just, he's, he's just so action-heavy Bruno, whereas van der Beek's a bit more measured, a bit more considered, a little flick around the corner, a little, you know, a bit softer approach, whereas Bruno just batters the door down with, I'm just going to hit the ball forward every time I get it, and hopefully we, I get an assist today. Um, but I think in, in a, a slightly more box-to-box capacity, I think Bruno could do a lot better. We saw, was it the, the Newcastle game, where we scored like three goals in the last ten minutes, was it? And he came on in that game with just some nice touches and flicks and that build-up play on yeah. the left-hand side. Um, it might not have been that game, but certainly he's... he's, he, he's he, had yeah. a good, he had a good game, I think it was against Southampton. Yeah, he played no, very well. He's I, not like he's not capable of playing no. well for Manchester United. We know what we saw from Ajax. I just wonder whether you know, I he's going to get fair. a chance. Yeah. Like when he sent asking for the team, I remember just thinking, does Donny get a game here? Mm. My thinking was... I don't actually believe we'll start with the four-three-three at the start yeah. of the season. Yeah, like Jay that. mentioned, this it could be a gradual thing. Like yeah. eventually, it comes into I that. Do you feel like that's what Ollie wants to do? Um, and Adam McCuller even uh, is in the chat. Mm. He's giving his team. He's gone Heaton, Shaw, Maguire, Varane, uh, Wambasaka, Fred, Pogba, Bruno, Sancho, Martial, Greenwood. He's not right. Take that. Get that graphic off the screen. Is right. Adam McCuller? Yeah. Have you seen what he's calling Tom Heaton now? Heat won. Because he's number one, because he's saying he's going to be United's first he, choice. He commented earlier, Macca, Heat right? won. Because he it's said, a bit like heating, but with an E on the end. And he's saying that he's going to be the number one by December. What do you I make of this, Abdul? He Adam McCullough has started he said, a propaganda. Said, no! Wait, wait a minute. I want to read his comment from before. He said, heating in there, Marshall up top. Three points, 21 is coming. Adam McCullough genuinely believes that by Christmas, Tom Heaton will be Man United's number one goalkeeper. And he's made a 50 quid bet with Freddie Quinn that that's going to happen. What do you make of that? 
He's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I thought you were like, well, I can... Because he thinks that... I, like, I love Adam's optimism, though. Yeah. Like, it's always was that optimism, though? Like, I we, think oh, that's, we're going to drop that is, our two main keepers. I think that's a 35-year-old former Villa reservist. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's almost a crippling like, pessimism yeah, is what that is. That's We've like got this guy on 370 for, grand a week. For those two, innit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like you're saying, the highest-paid goalkeeper maybe, ever. Yeah. And, you know, potentially England's new number one. And, and they both dropped for some who was warming the bench last season it might happen we'll have to wait and see Heat but one. Mac is uh, pinning his flag to that mast um, I see he's doing it's it, not uh, optimism uh, it's actually pessimism yeah exactly but I've, it's factual I've seen it, uh, him doing a very good job of explaining his Heat 1 joke in the comments by the way so he's put H-E-A-T and then 1 and then after that he put Heat 1 like really sort of spelling it out for everyone so come on Adam mate Adam's just, got a bet on so, like a big bet on I think another he has. one like, I think he has just on Heat and starting the who season who did you go for you went for you went for David De Gea didn't you I went for De Gea just purely off Henderson apparently having that, a bit of an injury hmm. but, but do you, do you feel Henderson be, yeah I feel like Henderson just because of that dominance dominating his area and, and I think he, I've instantly seen progress in Maguire and Lindelof's play last season when Henderson come in in terms of just them feeling comfortable not waiting for the keeper to come and get it and very like assured in their approach so that's why I feel like Henderson will start it just takes a job off the defenders like I know it seems easy to well tell about shot stopper Henderson's made mistakes but it's basically like saying do you know when you you two have to come into the six yard box to clear the ball away you don't have to do that anymore yeah. How good's that as a centre back yeah. to hear that? Yeah. If it's in the six yard box, it's mine. You just know there's just he's just gonna come and he's just gonna clap yeah, whoever's in so front of you. He doesn't hear. care, he's getting that ball. Yeah. And when you've already got two like aerial beasts in Maguire yeah. and Varane, and I feel like that just like teams can't really mess about with you in that way. No. You're just gonna lob a ball like your Sheffields and, and stuff like that last season where we've had those weird goals conceded. Mm. They're not just gonna lob a ball and wait for it to drop somewhere yeah. like United will deal with those as long as like we're coached well to deal with them. Yeah. Maguire and, and Varane are more than competent. Definitely. It is, um, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because there's so many different sides to this argument. You look yep. at what De Gea's done, you look at where Henderson has been up and coming and it's just one of those as well that I don't think either of them shone last season. It wasn't like Henderson was like perfect. He didn't, no, he wasn't stunningly yeah, good, was he? in the it? way that you're like, oh, you can't drop him. Um, but he did just about enough for me for the reasons that you guys have both mentioned um, to to put himself in that conversation. Um, Lots of debates going on, lots of debates going on about Tony Marshall. Um, I think that's probably because Mac has been pointing out, you know, how much he loves Tony Marshall. Big season for him, isn't it, this season, Tony Marshall. Um, You said before, I think that you still see him as a a striker. You said you don't see him. uh, No, it's not that I don't see him as a a left winger. I think, I mean, other than the one year where he got 23 goals, I mean, he's he's played all his best years on the left-hand side. But, I just think that he hasn't played on the left for nearing 18 months now consistently because he was you know, pretty much exclusively a striker for the last two years. So not even 18 months longer, sorry. Um, I just think we're just going to pop him back out there when we've had Jadon Sancho getting more goals and assists than Martial ever got from the left. Yeah. Why, why mess that up? Why just sort of force Martial into a squad that, to, let's be honest, he hasn't earned his way into in the last 12 months. Where do you think Martial's going to figure this season? Do you think he's going to get many games? And when he does get them, do you think they'll be on the left or down the middle? I think playing on the left, a lot of that depends on how he combines with Luke Shaw. Mm. And and I've see, I've not really seen that when he has played on the left, which wasn't on many occasions recently because of Marcus playing on the left and Martial playing up front. But I think it'll be up front, man. Like I, yeah. I just feel like it'll take... Cause 
at the end of the day, at the end of the day, in the wide positions, I feel like it's going to be Greenwood and and Sancho. Like mm. when Marcus is not around, it'll be Sancho on the left, and he'll just take that role. He can go inside, he can go outside. He's a lot more direct, a lot more comfortable. Mm. Over what last season or so, Martial before that sort of groin injury a couple of seasons back when he first burst onto the scene with United, a lot more electric, can take his man on a bit better. Mm. I feel like when he had that post-lockdown form of just scoring goals, he's sort of taken that nine role. But again, there's a lot of work for him to do and and hopefully he finds his form because when Marcus comes back, then Oli's got a headache and how he can shuffle players around. And we've got a lot of options. If well, one player gets injured, we've got serious You talk there, Abdullah, about shuffling players. And we've seen it last season with the likes of Sancho, with Greenwood, with Martial, with Marcus when he's fit. They can all play anywhere almost amongst mm. that front three. You might even end up, gives we saw it, some swapping over. Gives you tactical flexibility and, and Greenwood as well. Greenwood or Martial or, do you know what I mean? It might not necessarily yeah. be like that regimented. It's some of the Oli might want to look at. Uh, Joseph Zam in the uh, chat says, Martial needs a chance on the left and McTominay with Pogba. So I think he's saying as like, that's your two mm-hmm. in deep midfield. You, it was weird when it last season because Pogba was playing on the left only sometimes and mm. Marcus was on the right. Yeah. I just don't like Marcus. I don't want to see that right. again. That's one thing I don't want to see. With with Martial, I understand like, obviously, 23 goals in one season down the, down the centre, you know, the new number nine and all that. I just wonder. I just wonder if Cavani does hit the ground running and does stay fit. If Martial is going to have to move over to, to 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 sort of find a place in the team because he might not be able to get in that team. I don't know. My, um, Cavani can't play every week, mm. but we saw his form towards the end of last season, especially. It's um, it's a nice problem to have in it for Oligan Solskjaer because we feel like for for the first time in a little while we've got options. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's yeah, it's always seemed to to either be sort of got loads of strikers or we've got loads of left wingers or well we had loads of right wingers in years but there was a sort of a, a, there was a point when we had Sanchez Rashford and Martial all fighting out for the left wing <laughs> yeah. then we had Valencia on the right yeah, wing yeah. then we had uh, you know Lukaku and then Martial both fighting out front and, and Zlatan as well you know it's but now it's like we've got Rashford uh, Rashford who's I think just best off the left yeah. we've got Sancho who really can play Number ten, left or right, but presumably will be playing on the right due to the lack of right wingers on in the rest of the squad. You've got Dan James who can do both. You've got Marshall who can play left wing or at front. You've got Greenwood who can play right wing or at front, and then you've got Cavani who only plays at front. But we've actually got multiple options in each position yeah. for the first time in a decade. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, you know, it's a great position to be in. It really is. Um, just going to wrap that up there, Abdullah. Where can people find you? Other than back uh, on this channel, hopefully, more regularly. <laughs> just wa- just waffling on Twitter here and there, to be yeah. fair. You'll What's your Twitter handle? Um, Abdul, I think, GH underscore. Just very simple. He thinks. <laughs> it, is. it is. <laughs> Obviously, it takes, takes a lot of attention what's going yeah. on. Uh, pays a lot of attention what's going on on Twitter. <laughs> Joe, where can people find you? Joe Smith 93 on Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram. Um, also, big thanks to Manscaped for yes. sponsoring this video. Make sure you go and check out the code. It's housing. You get 20% off um, free Post shipping. Free shipping. Yeah. Sorry. Terms and conditions apply. Just check it out there. Link Were you going to say postage and packaging then? Like it's 1998? Is that not a thing anymore? <laughs> it is, but people don't say it. It was a pun. It's a very, it's postage a very, that's more English. In America, say. we've taken the shipping. We're just shipping now. Yeah. yeah so go and check them out. Uh, thanks for them sponsoring us. Thanks to Abdullah for making his re- reappearance on the channel. It's been as well. good. It's, been, it's good. been too long, has it? And you yeah. know what? 
We've not even done a joke about you being in Paris for that Paris Saint-Germain <laughs> game, have we? We've gone the whole show without doing it. No, that's that, that's it. felt me what, more welcome. <laughs> you can't <laughs> mention that 10 times. We're better than that. Um, make sure you're hitting like, share and subscribe. Get and your 11s in the comments as well. That sorry. notification. Do you want to say? No, no, you do. I'm sorry, Jay. Right. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, hitting that notification spell as well. Right, go on. What were you going to say? And make sure you get your predicted 11s in the comments yeah, as well. right. Get your predicted 11s in the comments. Let us know who you think sorry, is going to be starting against Leeds United for Manchester United. That's been Joe Smith. That's been Abdullah. I've been Jay Moy. This has been Stretford Paddock. Housen's Brew without Stephen Housen. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.